Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because we are digging more into sales. We are speaking with the CEO of Sales Maven. Nikki has the unique ability to transform the misunderstood process of selling. And she has over 25 years of selling experience. Entrepreneurs and small business owners hire Nikki to show them how to sell successfully and authentically. She's also written three books that are all available on Amazon. And she has a podcast called Sales Maven, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll have that link in the show notes as well. Welcome, Nikki. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you too. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about you, kind of how you got into this business and why you love sales or helping other people with sales. Well, I started my professional sales career from a college project, actually. (laughs) And I never thought of myself as somebody who would do well in sales because this might not be a surprise since I'm on your podcast, but I am an introvert. And most people think in order to be successful at sales, you have to be an extrovert. So I was around a lot of extroverts, but I needed to find a way that would really resonate with me and would feel genuine and would allow for me to connect with people. So during my sales career, what I found was I started studying neuro-linguistic programming. And if that's a new term to you or to anybody listening, it's really the study of communication. And I found that when I started studying it, it was this idea that maybe it would make me more comfortable in the selling process which it did, but overall what the kind of big overarching goal or what it supplied was, it really boosted my confidence in the way in which I communicated. It allowed for me to connect with people. And so when I left my corporate sales career, and I had a lot of success there, but I kind of got honestly just a little burnout feeling like there should be something else out there or something that was maybe I would feel more passion for. And that's when I started hanging around entrepreneurs and I was helping to build somebody else's business. And as I was getting to know entrepreneurs, these women in particular, I found that a lot of them struggled to sell. They struggled to make money in their business. And honestly, it was just because they didn't really understand how to have effective sales conversations that didn't feel aggressive and pushy and frankly, kind of gross. And I just started helping some of them on the side. And finally, a friend pulled me aside and she's like, why aren't you teaching women how to sell? Because what you teach, it works and it's so easy and it's so natural. And really, my business, Sales Maven, was born out of just wanting to hang around super cool entrepreneurial women and teach them how to have more effective sales conversations so that they were more confident and ultimately could make a bigger impact in the world. I think that's so important because I think sometimes like, 
I think introverts can honestly be the best sellers because I agree. You, you're able to make connections. You're yeah. probably a really good listener. Like you're more in tune with what somebody's saying. It's just actually getting to the point where you ask for the sale, I think is the yeah. hardest part. So I, I love that. And I think one good question is, especially around selling on social media, because I find that that's a big struggle is like, introverts putting ourselves out there on social media is scary enough, but then also adding the selling layer to that, it just makes it a little even beyond scary. And I love how you say that you should talk with people instead of at them on your social media platforms. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So this whole idea, I think most people have a misconception about what sales is and they think sales is something that you should do to another person which frankly, that feels kind of icky. And if you put yourself in like, I don't, you know, most of us don't want things done to us. So we don't want to do things to others, especially those of us who are like, I don't want to come across super salesy. So I teach sales is it something you do with. So same on social media, we spend a lot of time being talked at. It's kind of the norm in our society now. People talk at us constantly and definitely on social media, but the news and frankly, sometimes your friends that you're having coffee with, like you can sit there and at the end of the you know coffee chat, you'll realize like, I don't think they asked me one question. Like they just <laughs> talked at me the whole time. And I, I just kind of acknowledged and nodded and said, mm-hmm, you know, like that's not a very engaging conversation. So it's the same thing on social media you don't have to actually talk at people in order for them to engage. You can talk with, and the way that you learn how to talk with is by asking questions. And so one of the tips that I often share with people around social media is instead of just starting out of like, I've got this new program coming up and here's what it is and here's why you should do it. You know, that's kind of talking at people. But if you ask a question, like for instance, I'm going to give you two questions. One might be, what's something exciting going on in your life right now? Ask that question because when you ask that question, people start to think of an answer because our brains are like Google. If you ask Google any question, it tries to give you an answer. Our brains are the same way. So when you ask a question, people will start to want to answer it and they'll be more apt to want to read your answer. So you can ask them the question and then you can say one exciting thing going on in, you know, in my life right now is this new program that's launching. Here's who it's for, blah, blah, blah. Or you could ask a question that's related to the program. So for instance, you know, I have a masterclass that's coming up and it's around conversion email sequences. So I might ask a question like, how confident are you when you're writing your email sequences to sell your products? So by starting with the question, then somebody might want to read like, well, why is she asking the question? Well, then I can go on and talk about the masterclass that I have coming up. So that's the way to learn how to talk with people is through questions. I love how you put that. (laughs) It's so brilliant. And I, I think that's a good point, especially for introverts. Like we're, we're good at communicating and asking people questions, like deep questions that get them thinking. We just aren't utilizing it to our advantage in terms of having sales conversations. And I I know every time I think about sales, I just, we always have these like horrible sales experiences in our head, I think, that we always go back to. <laughs> like I always go back to like 
going into a store at the mall where they make commission and they just like the salespeople just pounce on you immediately when you walk in. And I'm just like, I just want to browse around. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's such a powerful thing to make. And that makes selling feel easy too. Well, and it should feel easy. Not only should it feel easy for you, but it should feel easy for your buyer. And so, you know, what I teach is this five-step process to a sales conversation, and I call it the selling staircase. And the whole idea behind it isn't to try to teach anybody how to sell like me or sell like somebody else. Because that's, I think, where, especially those of us who are introverts, like, I'm not comfortable pretending to be somebody else. Like, I'm just me, right? Mm -hmm. So when you can teach a structure and give people kind of a step-by-step approach, that allows for their own personality, their own style to come through. It's really just about being more strategic in your style. So like you said, introverts are great at asking questions. They're great listeners. So how can you bring that to the sales conversation and be strategic so that you can ultimately guide somebody through a sales conversation? And when I say somebody, I mean a prospective buyer through a sales conversation in a really easy way that doesn't feel like oh, I'm making it the Nikki show or I'm making it the Tara show or I'm making it the whoever's doing it show. It's not about me. It's about the prospective buyer. And when I make it easy for them, selling for me gets a lot easier and it's a lot more comfortable to do. What would you say is like the first step for somebody who's really struggling with sales and these sales conversations? Like what is the first thing that somebody should keep in mind or or action that they should take to try to figure out their own selling staircase and way to sell that feels yeah. good. Yeah. So the first the first thing that I would say to figure out is come up with a list of questions that help you identify if you're talking to an ideal buyer or not. This is one thing that people often like leave off because they're like, well, I'm just going to give them an intake form and ask them to answer all these questions. Well, questions are a way to build rapport. And rapport, when you have a foundation of rapport, selling gets easier. So if you have a set list of questions ready to go when you're in a conversation with somebody that actually leads the person down the or up the staircase to the place where they get more interested in wanting to know more or possibly buying from you, all these things. So it's really about making it as simple for them as possible and having a process to doing it. So that first step I would say is to have a set list of questions that help the prospective buyer identify by the way you form the question, whether or not they're talking to somebody that they might want to do business with. So here's kind of the, I I feel like maybe I'm getting in the weeds here. So tell me if I'm, I'm confusing you, but one of the things you want to do is you want to ask questions that spark people to go like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. Oh, that's probably something I need to know more about. Oh, that's probably something that Tara knows and I could use her assistance on. So instead of asking really generic questions, like I'm trying to think of a generic question, like a really typical sales question is like, what's your budget? I always get ones that are like initial conversations that start with, how long have you been a whatever my title is on the social media platform? Yeah. And that probably doesn't feel very like, well, why would you ask that? Right. Here's one of the questions that people often forget to ask is they forget to ask for permission to even engage somebody in a conversation. 
when you have somebody's permission to engage, they're much more likely to want to answer your questions. So permission is a really simple thing to ask for. So instead of sending a message like, how long have you been a blah, 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 you could send the message and say, you know, Tara, the reason I'm reaching out to you is to ask if you'd be interested in having a conversation about blah, blah, blah. Now you get to decide, like you're in the driver's seat, you get to decide whether or not that's something that's interesting versus I don't know how many emails you get a day, but I get quite a few of these that it's just people going like, hi, my name is Nikki Roush and I do this and I do that and I'm this person and my company does this and you should hire us because of blah, blah, blah. And you're going like, well, first of all, I don't know you from anybody else. (laughs) I haven't expressed any interest in what it is that you just, you know, word vomited all over me about. And therefore, you're never going to earn my business because you didn't even take time to even ask me if I want to hear about what it is that you're offering. So learn how to ask permission because that'll also make a difference in your conversation. So even before I move somebody to the place where I would even ask them what I call discovery questions, I ask permission. And the way I do it is I would say, you know, based on what you shared, there is an opportunity where, you know, maybe I have a solution for something that you're looking for. Would you be interested in having a conversation about it? And then if they say yes, now we're in the conversation versus me just going, you know, you shared this thing and you should really buy this thing for me because it's going to do this other thing that you had mentioned. And that's how we get talked at all the time. But if you ask permission, then people are like, oh, yeah, because you're showing respect to the other person of like, I value you, your opinion matters. And I'm not just going to word vomit and sell to you without having gained your permission to even approach you about it. I love that. Yeah. Cause so many people don't do that step on social no. <laughs> media in particular and the DMS and yeah, they just like, wait, what you said about like, they just word vomit at you basically. Yeah. I love the perspective on this. Like it's It's totally game-changing how you can reframe how you think of sales. And do you feel like the more people do this and like practice this and ask questions and have these kind of more authentic conversations that it's going to start to feel easier too? Yeah, it does feel easier because a lot of the stuff that I teach is it's simple. It's really simple stuff. And it's like, I always say, it's like building a muscle, right? The more you work it, the more practice it gets, and then you get muscle memory. And once you've got muscle memory in a sales conversation, your confidence is so much higher because you already understand where it is that you're going and you pretty much know how to get there because you've had experience doing it, like moving somebody up the selling staircase. So that when you find yourself in situations where it's like, I would say it's kind of like if something gets thrown at you and it kind of knocks you off kilter a little bit, you don't really lose your balance as much as you're just like, oh, I'm just going to bob and weave here a little bit. And then I'm going to get them going to get us back on track because I know where we are in the process. And if you understand that sales really is a step-by-step process, you also don't try to skip from the bottom step to the top because that's unrealistic. And that's what most people are doing in selling is they're trying to go from the that first step, which I call the introduction step, to the last step, which is the close. And just imagine standing in front of a staircase right now and you and I just met and I just say to you like, hey, Tara, you know, from a standing position, can you just hop up to that top step (laughs) over there? You'd probably go like, "Um, no, thanks, Nikki, I'll pass because you might be afraid that you would maybe bang your shins a little bit on a stair if you didn't make it all the way to the top. 
And that's how most people experience sales. It, it feels scary and it feels uncomfortable and it feels like you could get hurt in this process. But when you follow the step-by-step process and you know like, oh, we're on this step right now, you're not trying to make people jump through and jump over steps. It's just like, here's where we are in the conversation. And now I know what to do or say next to potentially guide us up to the next step. So it takes a lot of the pressure off because you're not in this mode of like, I got to sell. I got to close. I've got to get this person to give me their money. That Mm -hmm. feels super stressful, right? To most of us. So we don't want that to be an experience. And that comes across to the client too, right? Like we've all been in those situations where somebody either felt really aggressive or they felt so unsure of themselves that you thought, I'm not going to spend money with this person because I don't even know if they know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. right? Because they come across so unsure. And we like to buy from experts. We, we we actually prefer to give our money to people who are exceptional at what they do. And so when you get confident in the process of a sales conversation, you can let your own expertise shine through. So that's going to boost that confidence because you know what you're doing in the sales conversation and you can really show up from your place of expertise. You're not trying to pretend to be something that you're not. You're not trying to sell like somebody else. You're not reading a script. You're just like, I know what's going on in this conversation. And I know enough of how to invite the person to the next step or guide them to the next step in a really kind, authentic, genuine way that doesn't feel fast, aggressive, and pushy. I love that. Yeah, because I know I've I've experienced like even if somebody is more of the aggressive and pushy, you could then get in a place where I've been at as the client a few times where I've said yes. So they're like, yeah, I've got the sale. It worked. But then I got into whatever the offer was and I was super disappointed because I wasn't prepared for what the actual offer was. I was just blinded by their aggressiveness and and pushiness about getting the sale. So if you do that, you're probably going to have a lot. It might work the odd time and you're, but those people are more than more likely going to have bad experiences and not want to work with you in the future. Yeah. I remember years ago, a woman who considered herself like a super good, uh, like salesperson. And she was explaining this story to me about how she sold accessories, like women's accessories, like handbags and jewelry and stuff like that. And so she would go up to a woman like in a coffee shop and be like, oh my gosh, I really love your shoes, but that bag, it's doing nothing for you. (laughs) And she was telling me that's her sales strategy. And I go, does that work? And she goes, well, yeah, a lot of times they'll buy. I'm like, do you have any repeat buyers? She's like, what do you mean repeat buyers? I'm like, people who come back and buy from you again? And she's like, no. I'm like, I think because your approach is coming across really aggressive and people realize after they buy from you the first time, like, I'm not going to buy from this person again. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. It should feel good, right? Like you should be happy that you're spending your money with this person. And it's really not about, it shouldn't feel like, oh, I'm giving my money to this person. And it doesn't really matter what, what you're selling. The person who's buying should feel like, I'm so proud of myself for making this investment in me, whatever it is that they're buying. So again, it's not about you as the seller. It's about the buyer and the experience should be for their benefit. And the conversation should feel comfortable to them. 
And the only way it's going to feel comfortable for them is when you are comfortable guiding them through the process because you are the expert and we want to give our money to experts. We want to know that the people that we invest in, the people that we're going to get our value, right? For what we, what we spend, we want the value. So you have to be confident in your own expertise, but by having some structure and some strategy behind how to sell effectively, it just boosts the confidence for everybody in the conversation. That is a horrible, (laughs) pushy, aggressive sales tactic. I think if somebody came up and said that to me in a coffee shop, I'd be like, I I would be offended and I would. Yes, of course. (laughs) But I guess there's, there's a subset of people who would be offended, but then start to question their own taste and be like, okay, this person must be right. Maybe I should buy, but that's kind of like convincing selling. Like you're convincing somebody to buy instead of naturally figuring out what they need and how you can help them. And if you have something to help them and yeah, it's just, just gross. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't believe that it's your job in sales to convince anybody. Like really I'm kind of anti convince because if you have to convince people to buy from you, you've probably missed some important steps here. One, you've, you probably missed the rapport step, like building rapport. And two, you don't really understand what their need or their want is. And for whatever reason, either because you didn't do a good job asking the right questions or they didn't feel comfortable telling you about their need or want. So you should really never be in convinced mode. If you're in convinced mode, you've probably lost the sale anyway. Because nowadays, you know, in our society, we're so sick of people trying to convince us. It's kind of like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but Maybe a friend of yours says like, oh my gosh, Sarah, you should totally read this book. It's the best book ever. You have to read it. And the next time you see the friend, they're like, did you read the book yet? Like you, you really, you need to read it. You need to buy it right now. Go stop what you're doing. Go and buy the book right now. And pretty soon you're like, I'm never going to read that dang book. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's like, she's coming on too strong in this convinced mode. And that's how people feel when you come on too strong in a sales conversation. And I find with introverts, because they don't want to do that, they go almost to the opposite. They're like, well, yeah, I mean, I could recommend a book, but I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. It's like, no, you got to recommend the book. You just have to do it in a way that feels really good and easy for the other person. Yeah, that's it. That's a good point. I'm definitely on that side of it. It's like, I, f- I feel like sometimes it's it's hard to ask for the sale. So I'm, I'm trying to get more confident around the sales conversations and really map into the person that I'm speaking to versus like, I need to promote this today. Like I don't go into conversations thinking I need to promote this one offer. I need to find people who this is for. Like I don't do that kind of a process. It's more like I want to have 10 conversations today and then I'll see through the conversations where they lead because I have so many offers. I'm not going to just go into it with an idea already of what I'm going to lead them to. Well, I love that. And here's what I will say in case this helps you with this idea of like asking for the sale is most of us think the whole world revolves around us, right? Like, you know, we think that everything happens is happening for us, against us, to us. Like that's just kind of human nature. And my example I often give is if you've ever been in a hurry to get somewhere, to drive somewhere, and there's a lot of cars in front of you and you start thinking like, why is everybody in my way? And then you forget that there's a bunch of cars behind you that are thinking the same thing about you, right? Like we forget 
because we think the whole world revolves around us. And so your client, your prospective client feels that same way, right? Like they have that same experience. The whole world revolves around them. And what people often forget, especially when you're not comfortable asking for the sale, is when somebody gives you buying signals. Now, buying signals are verbal and nonverbal cues that people give that indicate interest. I actually wrote my second book all about buying signals because (laughs) they happen all the time. I see them all the time. And when you get a buying signal, your job is to issue that invitation. So if you're in a conversation with somebody and they give you a buying signal and you don't invite them to the next step. Now, the next step may actually be to buy, but it also might just be to further the conversation or to dig deeper on the topic. If you don't initiate anything, if you don't take any action on that buying signal, they walk away feeling unsatisfied with the interaction with you. And I know this because I've been teaching buying signals for a long time and I talk about them a lot. People will actually reach out to me and be like, Nikki, you know, I gave so-and-so a buying signal and they didn't even ask me for my business. They don't think I can afford to work with them. And I always think, "Mm, I'm not even sure that that's true. I think they just missed the buying signal or they were too afraid to ask, like they weren't comfortable asking because people will make up a story as to why you don't invite them. And the last thing you want people to walk away, I mean, I don't know, you tell me, Tara, if this is for you, but you don't want anybody to walk away from having a conversation with you and thinking like, oh, she doesn't really like me. She doesn't think that I'd be any good at X, Y, and Z, or she doesn't think that I can afford her program or like, you don't want people to feel that way about you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's something I, I started to realize a few years ago is that I was sometimes in these conversations, I was making assumptions about people and I realized, I think it was during actually a program I was running that was all about SEO. And I was like all in on it and like training this detailed thing. And then I had somebody in the program put in the Zoom chat, what is a backlink? And I'm like, oh, okay, I need to like go way back. Like I made so many assumptions about what everyone already knew or what they understood. Yeah. I think we we do that sometimes too with selling and our offers. Like we think, oh, everyone already knows everything I have out there. So I don't need to mention it. Like they know it exists. They've, they've seen my emails. They've seen my posts. They, they already know this is available, but people need to be reminded and need to be told, like, especially through a conversation. If somebody was to say, I really think that this would be an awesome fit. It's going to help you with this, 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 this. I'm going to take that more seriously than just seeing their promotions where they're talking at me about an offer. Yeah. I always say people like to be invited. So when you have something that's a good fit for somebody, invite them because it'll feel really good. And the way that I give this is I like a think about if your neighbor is having a party and they invite everybody in the neighborhood but you because they assume that you won't go. Even if there's a part of you that's like, yeah, I wasn't going to go to that party. You still feel a little bit hurt that you didn't get an invitation, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're willing to invite people to your offer, if you're willing to invite people to what that next logical step is, they get to decide. So if they decline, that's them in that place of power getting to decline because they got the invitation. You don't want them leaving going like, she didn't even invite me. Like I'm the neighbor on the, you know, in the block that nobody wants to hang out with. Like we don't want people to feel bad about themselves. So go ahead and invite them. And especially in a live conversation with you, because again, you're, you're doing what I know you said you did this years ago, but you're doing what a lot of people do. Like, congratulations, you're in really good company in sales. Two of the biggest mistakes 
are one is that we project our limiting beliefs onto other people, right? Like, oh, they probably wouldn't want to come to my party, so I'm not going to invite them. And then we mind read, like we hallucinate, we act as if we're mind readers. So we're like, well, I know what this person's thinking. I know what they already know about this offer. But you actually need to dismiss those things. You need to set aside your limiting beliefs. You need to set aside any of this idea of being a mind reader and just issue the invitation and allow the other person to make the decision. Because I'll say I've invited a lot of people to work with me over the years. I've gotten a buying signal. I issue an invitation and I have, you know, I have actually had people decline working with me before. Big surprise, right? Like not really. Of course I have, right? Like of course some people are not ready to work with me. But the one thing I've never had anybody do is like clutch their pearls and go like, how dare you invite (laughs) me to work with you, Nikki? Like I've never, ever had that response. And I've been in sales now for almost 30 years. So In 30 years of inviting a lot of people to work with me, nobody's ever clutched their pearls and be offended by it. So it's how you say it, how you issue that invitation is going to matter. But issuing the invitation is such an important piece of the conversation so that they, like sometimes they might feel really good about, well, I felt really good because I was able to say no to Nikki. Great. Good. At least they got to decide. I didn't decide for them. Yeah, that's that's so important. I love how you said that. Because I think sometimes we we make these assumptions and then because of the assumptions and things that we already think are true, like as we've been reading their minds, we think, okay, this this isn't a good fit, so I'm not even going to invite this person. And I think that's the key word there is invite instead of pushy sales. You are inviting yeah. somebody to the next step. Yeah. And so if they say no, it's not like just like if you send out a bunch of invitations to a party, you're not offended if somebody says, oh, thanks for the invitation. We already have plans that night. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like, well, how dare you have plans when I'm having a party, <laughs> right? Like it's not anything to be offended about, but you don't want that friend to feel left out by not having issued the invitation so that they can decline. So give people the opportunity to decline just by issuing invitations and see what happens. My guess is, and I know this now from having my business for almost 10 years and teaching this to women all the time about selling and issuing invitations, is you will actually get to work with more of your ideal clients as a result of issuing invitations because more people will say yes because we like to be invited. That's so true. I think as introverts, we probably have an experience in our lives somewhere that we can think back to where somebody didn't invite us to something because they're like, oh, she's never going to want to do that. (laughs) I'm just not going to even ask. And then you find out about it later and you're like, well, I wouldn't have wanted to do that, but I'm sad that they didn't even ask me. Yeah. Yeah. They like somebody else made the decision for you. I love that. So I'd love for you to talk about your free gift that you have that we will have in the show notes for everyone to grab, but you have a special free gift. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. I do. Thank you for allowing me to do that. So for the listeners, I have a little mini course and it actually breaks down the five steps of the sales conversation and gives you some ideas, some language suggestions for it. It's called Mastering the Sales Conversation and it's really simple ways to increase your confidence in that sales conversation. So, you know, take a few minutes and watch it. And by watching it, you will leave going like, oh, I have at least one, maybe three 
maybe more ideas of things I can immediately implement into my sales conversations and feel more confident. And therefore, you'll actually close more business. So you can get that by going to yoursalesmaven.com forward slash introvert. So this is just for your listeners. So yoursalesmaven.com forward slash introvert, mastering the sales conversation. You can go grab that. Like I said, it's a really quick, fast training, but it is incredibly impactful and will make a difference. That is amazing. That's such an amazing gift. I'm going to sign up for that. Thank you. I feel like sales are, well, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot better and sales feel easier. It still sometimes feels a little to me. So I'm definitely going to dig into the mini training. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. I I know so many people are going to take so much away from this because like I said at the beginning, I think actually before we went live about the most listened episodes are around sales on my podcast. Like, and I hear that all the time. People are in my audience are scared to ask for the sale. They don't know how to ask for the sale or have these conversations in a way that feels authentic and less pushy and salesy. So I, I love how you framed everything and all of the knowledge that you shared. I know so many of you are going to get so much out of this. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me as your guest. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we will have all of Nikki's links in the show notes. You can go grab that free gift, which is amazing and all of her social media links. So you can connect with her on social and yeah, connect with her. If you're struggling with sales, if you've resonated with how she teaches sales, and if you go through the free training, definitely connect with her and even your books, I'm going to go check out your books as well. (laughs) So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at theterrorread.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.